Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone, to Healing Wisdom Radio. I'm Marie Georgiopoulos, the owner and creator of HeartTransformations.com, and I'm an intuitive messenger and a spiritual teacher. I created this show because I know that the wisdom that comes from the higher realms of being can be very enlightening and healing in our journeys. I found in my own journey into healing that guidance from my own higher self as well as my angels and spirit guides helped me to release the patterns of thought, the habits, and the negative behaviors that I had so I could step forward into my power and take charge of my life. They also helped me to see just how beloved I am and how beloved everyone else on this planet is and how beautiful and wise I am in my own ways. They've helped me to laugh as well and to see the good in myself and in all situations. And they've helped me to focus my vision and to heal my bodies. So I just want to share a little bit about myself before we get into the juicy stuff awaiting us. I have a wonderful guest speaker today that I'm so grateful to have on the show will be talking to us about life purpose. And for those of you who are new to my show, I just wanted to fill you in a little bit about my background. My background comes from the healing arts. Um, I also have an extensive background in metaphysical studies, alternative health care, and of course, a wealth of information uh, and experience to assist others in their awakening process. You know, I love the healing and therapeutic arts, and I continue to study them as I feel guided because I like to have transformational tools in my toolbox to assist my clients with and myself through the difficult times when we self-sabotage. And I, like many other people, um, there, you know, have been times in my life when I felt betrayed, when I felt alone when I felt scared. You know, I grew up in a very dysfunctional family of addicts and alcoholics. There was function there at times, too, and there was beauty in all things. But I experienced abuse in the form of physical, emotional, and sexual abuse during my journey. And all of this, all of this happened um, to me because I I chose it. You know, I I chose this life. I chose these parents, and I fully believe this in my heart. And, you know, I I love myself so much right now for doing this work. But this is a journey. You know, it's a journey of inwardness. It's a journey of coming into autonomy. It's a journey of understanding who we want to be in the world, and that's really what we're talking about today. So my journey took me many, many years, and it started really back with um, in my 30s after I had my daughter, and I was chronically ill. I was ill from the time I was a small child with asthma and sinusitis, and the asthma particularly 
got so bad in my journey that it was really a struggle to breathe. It was a struggle, and all of the medication that they were feeding me was just making me weaker. You know, the steroids, the surgeries on the sinuses, you know, the the trouble with atopic pregnancies after having my daughter all began to wear down my body. And I was laying on the couch one day, and I was taking time off of work from my former career of fashion design, and I said to myself, I am not dying young like my mother. My mother died of 42 of cancer. Her mother died of 42 of cancer. My sister died at 43 from diabetes. So we have this family history of long suffering. And I knew in my heart in that moment that I could cure myself, that there was a cure out there and I was going to go find it. And that led me on my journey of healing and awakening because as I began to study the mind-body connection, as I began to study the energy arts, my psychic abilities began to open up and I began to open up, I began to see the connection, you know, between my thoughts and my actions and my words and the reality that I was creating. So it's truly my joy today uh, to do this work, and I humbly go into it with gratitude to all the enlightened beings who work with me, and of course, to all of you who make it possible for me to live my dream. Thank you for being on the line. So you can always find out more about me by going to hearttransformations.com, and if you have any questions for me, please feel free to email me at mariegh at hearttransformations.com. I love to interface one-on-one with my subscribers, my listeners, and, of course, my clients. So moving on, I'm very excited today to have a guest speaker. As I said, her name is LaRue Epler, and she's joining us to share her wisdom about life purpose. If you've ever felt lost in your life or wondered, what on earth am I doing here, and I know I have, well, you're not alone. I've certainly been there and she's been there, and I feel pretty sure that anyone who's struggling in life has asked this question and probably many more. But for today, we're just going to focus on life purpose and what it is and the role that intuition plays in life purpose. I'm also going to open the lines to any callers. So if you have questions about life purpose or you have questions about what LaRue is going over today, please feel free to call in. The number is 347-327-9995. That's also displayed on the web page at the top of the video screen, 347-327-9995. And you do have to dial a 1 to raise your hand if you have a question. And I'll see this on my computer screen. <clears throat> so first I just I want to, before I open the lines to LaRue, I want to tell you a little bit about her. So in the 80s, LaRue was a sales director of a top cosmetics company needing to push the reset button on her life, and we've all been there, right? She started in an intense process of self-discovery, and after a decade of change and learning, LaRue's cosmetic makeovers had metamorphosized into inner makeovers. So for the last 28 years, LaRue has been assisting women in making 
dynamic life makeovers from the inside out. LaRue is a speaker and a transformation expert and developer of a personal transformational technology called the EvoK Method. I personally have worked with um, LaRue on my life purpose, on my wounds with this EvoK Method, and it is a beautiful process. Uh, She truly has a skill um, and an understanding and the power of presence and such compassion and love for her clients. It truly is her passion to help women realize their greatness and, of course, their life purpose. So without further ado, I do want to open the lines to LaRue and welcome her today. Hello, LaRue. How are you? Hello, Marie. I'm doing so well, and thank you so much for inviting me here. I, um, I'm so honored. You know, Marie, you are such a kind, wise, loving soul, and I loved what you said about yourself. You're an intuitive messenger, and that, indeed, you are an amazing healer. So it's an honor to be here. Thank you for inviting me. You're so welcome. Um, so before I get to all the juicy questions, I wanted to ask if you had anything you wanted to share just about yourself in general. Oh, wow. Um, well, I live in Dallas, Texas. I um, am the mother of, of one child who's now 31 years old. His name is Ben. And um, my life is, you know, for the last 28 years devoted to serving others and um, and one of my, you, you love design, you have a degree in fashion design, and I love interior design, and it's one of my hobbies, that's what I like to do, I like to create beauty, um, I think part of my life purpose is creating beauty, you know, in physical form and in invisible form in the lives of others, so um, that's what I would say, I guess, about me, I didn't expect that question, that's a good one. Yeah, it, it is, it's a beautiful, you do, you do that very well, and I love that about you. Oh, thank you. So I want to ask you, how did you find your life's purpose, and why are you helping others to do the same? Well, Marie, um, I loved listening to your story, and of course I know your story quite well from us knowing each other. Um, After the birth of my child, I was ill um, as well, and you had mentioned that, um, that you were ill. And I uh, I had postpartum depression for three years, I had Epstein-Barr and um, chronic fatigue. And sometimes I think those illnesses, like in your case, they're, the purpose of them is to help us awaken to something deeper in life and something greater than what we've known and been conditioned to be. And congratulations, by the way, for living past the ages of your mom and your grandmother and your sister. Well done. Amazing. Um, so after after the birth of my son, I, as I said, I had postpartum depression for three years. And one day, I life was just so painful, Marie. I I just didn't think I could go on. And so I was planning my death very seriously. I had decided, uh, which was just a few days away. I had decided how. And um, the moment I decided how I was going to do it, this thought came to me. And now I know it was a thought from, you know, my higher self or from a higher place. And it said, if you kill yourself, your son is not going to turn out very well because he's going to be raised by the same people who raised you. And you haven't turned out very well. And that thought was horrifying to me that I would leave him in a condition 
like that, his mother committing suicide. I never even considered that. In that moment, I knew I had a knowing from deep within, like you were laying on the couch and you knew you were going to get well. You were going to live past 42 or 43, right? I had a knowing that, um, I ha- that my only option was to get well. It's a very powerful thing about when, when you've only got one option. Miracles and magic can happen because I cut off all other possibilities. And the thing is, is I didn't know how I was going to get well but I knew that it was the only option. And when we make a decision like that from the depths of our soul, people, places, and things come to our aid to help us fulfill that knowing or that decision that we've made. And so that was what you know woke me up and put me on the path. And um, I was living up in Oklahoma with my, my parents. They were poor, retired people. And um, I was really draining them financially because I was non-functional. I couldn't work. And um, so I, I, it, I talked to a friend about a dream I'd had, and she, she said to me, how long are you going to live your life this way? Because this dream was one of those dreams that shook me to my very core. I couldn't even shake the dream off for about a week. She said, how long are you going to live this way? And when she asked the question, my soul answered, and I saw a vision. And, I, and the words that came out of my mouth is six weeks. And the vision that came with those words is I saw myself walking to Texas from Oklahoma with my baby on my shoulders and living under a bridge. And I knew in my heart and my soul I was that committed to finding and living my purpose. And two days before that six-week deadline, a woman from Texas called me, and she lived just outside of Dallas, and she said, LaRue, we are looking for someone to watch our home while we travel with our work. Are you interested? And I said, come and get me. And three hours later, she was in the driveway and picked me up with our, our suitcases and a bag of toys and off to Texas we came. And so that was on a Thursday. They left town on Sunday. And when they walked out of the driveway on Sunday morning, I threw, I went into the living room. My son was still in bed asleep. I threw my hands up in the air, my, my head towards the sky. Of course, I was indoors, but not up. my head up. And I said, okay, God, I'm ready to start my life now. What do you want me to do? And this thought popped in my head, call the court reporting school. It just popped in my head. I also had a vision of a court reporter from career day back in high school. And so I went to the, the yellow pages as before Google. I made a list of all the court reporting schools at 9 a.m. on Monday morning. I, I was calling my list of schools. And the first person I called, um, the salesman at this school, I found out that, I don't know how this came up, divinity, it was divine, right, synchronicity, told me that he um, led a group in A Course in Miracles. And I had been studying the Course in Miracles in the closet in Oklahoma. No one knew what I was studying. And, um, and I had never discussed it with anyone. And I, I found my family, my soul family. And it was through that that um, a door was opened for me to, um, to heal myself. And in the process of healing myself, I found that 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 was my life's work, was to help other people heal themselves too. So it really came, my purpose came um, through a very clear intention, although I didn't know what it was, but it, it came through a lot of pain and a lot of intention and willingness to keep stepping out there and taking actions, even though I was shaking in my boots. You know, there's a quote that says, everything you want is on the other side of fear. And I don't know, I can't quote the person who said that, but that's really true. And I know that for many times in my life, I wasn't willing to step on the other side of fear and to step into something greater. 
Yeah, I hear you. I know what that's like myself. Even getting up and doing my radio show sometimes and, you know, going forward in my blog and writing my books, I have to face that fear. I have to face, you know, our our inner demons, right? Those, mm-hmm. those things that are memory imprints, I think, too, from childhood and, and things of that nature that are just so untrue. So I feel very, very, um, you know, aligned with what you're saying. And I think all great teachers, LaRue, and you certainly are a great teacher, go through these trial and errors only to come out on the other side even more connected, more allowing, more compassionate, and, of course, you know, more joyful in the sharing of what you have to give. So... Let's move on to what is intuition, because I see you like as the intuition queen. (laughs) You've got that that down. And so what role does this intuition play in our life purpose? Well, you know, I love the quote by Dr. Wayne Dyer, who who said, um, if prayer is you talking to God, then intuition is God talking to you. So intuition, you know, it's, it's, it not only protects us from harm. So many people, I speak on intuition a lot, and I'll ask them, you know, what's the purpose of intuition? A lot of people say it'll keep you, you know, protects you from danger, and it does, indeed. In my experience, it's more than that. It's that and, and so much more. It is our inner GPS telling us where to go, what to do, or what not to do, what to stay away from. It, it, it's a tug that pulls us forward. You know, the purpose of intuition, in my opinion, is to enable the divine plan for your life to unfold. Because, Marie, you know, you and I are just a teeny tiny cell in the body of the entire universe. And as you follow your inner promptings, and I follow my promptings and listeners follow theirs, we are helping fulfill the higher plan for the entire universe, even though consciously we may not even know what that is. So the role that intuition pays, it plays is it helps keep you on track. It even helps you find your purpose. You know, your intuition can speak to you in dreams, like the dream I mentioned that, you know, before I came to Texas, that it really it rattled me. What it, that dream showed me was that I was willing to sacrifice my life for my family's approval and that I was never going to get their approval. And, and I really got that in that dream. And, and, and intuitively, I knew that dream was significant, and it was. So pay attention to those hunches, those imprints, those magnetic pulls. You know, we are drawn to, to things like some of the listeners here, you were drawn to listen to this radio show and you were listening, you're listening in for a reason. That's your intuition. Yeah. I learned a long time ago through my studies and, you know, teachings of other people that there are really no coincidences. You know, something drops your way. You're to look at it. I mean, one night in the middle of the night, the the Bible that was sitting on my shelf literally flew off the shelf. Wow. And I just knew that it was, you know, Jesus watching over me mm-hmm. in, my, in our time of trials and struggles. That was oh. 
And so, so I think it's so, you know, important for each of us to go inward and to seek that within ourselves through meditation, through, you know, and there are so many forms of meditation. There's no one right path to enlightenment, mm-hmm. right path to accessing your inner guidance. But I feel like finding that time in that space to just center in your heart and to just be still and to allow all the things that are on your mind to just move by like the ocean waves and just be present in them, that that's the time for your spirit to take over. And it truly is going to help us in our purpose. So life experiences you know, hold clues to our purpose. So why and how do we need to find them? Why, you know, how do we find them and, and why do we need to find them, Maru? Yeah, great question. So, you know, Marie, if, if you look back at your life, like actually make a list of the significant circumstances or events that happened or the things you wanted to happen that didn't happen in your life, or the things that, you know, happened that were also very positive. And you ask yourself a question. You really begin to, to look with this question. What higher purpose might this event or circumstance have had in my life? Or, you know, what's the, what, what reason might this have happened? Because so often when things happen, especially particularly what we would call negative or sad or disappointing ones, hard times, I don't know about you, but it isn't my first impulse to think of it as a positive thing. I've trained myself to look right away, but that wasn't, you know, always the case. But when we train ourselves to look, then we can begin to see patterns and meaning that, that, you know, from something that may have looked totally meaningless before. Like as I'm talking to you, I'm seeing this flash of... um, Um, something I saw on TV during Hurricane Harvey a couple of months ago here in Texas. And I was so moved by, um, you know, this was after the thing in Charlottesville, you know, and about, you know, race. And um, and I'm looking at these people, it didn't matter what color or what age, they were all helping each other. And it just brought me to tears. So this thing that it looked so horrible. And in one sense, it really was. I mean, people lost their homes and their lives, right? There was also beauty happening at the same time. So, you know, and so as we begin to look back at the events and circumstances in our lives, the good and the bad, what happened and didn't happen that we so wanted to happen, we start to see a pattern and we begin to see that those painful things or those exciting experiences didn't happen for no reason that there was a purpose in them. And, um, and so when we begin to see that we begin to see that there's purpose in our life too. You know, like, and, and, and it can lead you to your purpose. Like I'll give you a, an example as a little bitty girl. Um, I would want or say something to my mom and, and, um, and my mom would say to me, you're just a kid. And I would say I was three or four. I mean, I was tiny and I would say, but I have feelings too. I didn't, I didn't have the words to say, I matter. I count, you know, I'm, but because she was like, you're just a kid. Like kids don't count. They don't matter. And that was the age back then, you know, kids are to be seen and not heard. Right. Well, that was significant. That made a huge impact on me. It's one of the, the reasons that 
I strive to be compassionate and understanding, maybe overly so sometimes, because I want everyone who comes in my presence to know that they matter. Their feelings matter. Their thoughts matter. What they have to say matters. It matters. And that is one of the reasons that, that I feel I'm so good at what I do. And I've been blessed to do what I do for the last 28 years. But it came from that wounding where I felt I didn't matter. Exactly. And I have to say from my personal experience with you, not only you know in private sessions but also in workshops, that you have that power of presencing another's pain just mm-hmm. in your eyes and drawing that out of the other of the other person, you know, of your of your patient. We all have this, you know, inner child inside of us and our inner child needed to know their brilliance as they were growing up. Mm-hmm. To them. But the wonderful beauty of our lives is that by the contrast we were able to know more of what we truly desired through what was given to us. And so we have to bless our birth parents in this. You know, as they were yeah. that they really were the catalyst for our new ideas, for our new expression, for our guidance to come through and for us to stand in our power. Yes, it's it's so true. And, you know, and, and I, I loved, you know, what you were saying about your childhood earlier, not the pain that you went through, but how you really turned that around. You know, Marie, you know, you said, you know, we choose our parents and I hold that belief as well. And I, I read that somewhere when my son was little and I was in that depression. But, you know, I didn't know it was just a concept. And then, and I'd never said anything to my son about it. It was just a private questioning going on in my mind. And one day when my son was three, he said to me, Mommy, when I was in heaven with God and I was looking down on all these people, I chose you to be my mom or my mommy, he said. And in that moment, that felt true for me. And, and I realized that if that was true for him, it was probably true for me as well that I chose my, my parents. And although at the time growing up it was very painful, I look back now, I wouldn't change a thing. I'm so grateful for every horrific, traumatic, abusive thing that happened. Yeah. Because they were helping me fulfill my purpose by being exactly who they were. Exactly. We knew that, right, coming in. We knew that we would be strong enough and we knew that we would have the courage and we knew that we could transcend that. And yes. I feel really blessed this day. It's almost like when we look back on our lives after doing you know, all the inner work and seeing the blessings in it and seeing the miracles, the and having the forgiveness, of course, too, working through all that, that we're able to really see the miracle that was working in our home all the time on our behalf. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the contracts that we made at a soul level, you know, to really honor each other and to learn more about addiction and to understand our own sovereignty and our own level of integrity, of living, and to be better allowers of other people's journeys, too. Mm-hmm. Going back to the questions, I want to ask you, what do you feel are two things people must know to find and fulfill their purpose? 
Oh, good. Uh, well, I actually probably have three or four I could share, but you know, I want to start with the myths that need to be undone. Okay, there are, there are four common ones. One of them is the myth that we only have one purpose in life, and in in one sense that could be true, but really there are two kinds of purpose. There's you know there's inner purpose and outer purpose. And so the inner purpose never changes throughout our life. It might be expressed in other ways. But the outer purpose, the world of doing, not the world of being, but the world of doing, that can change many, many times throughout our lives. You know, like, you know, um, when we're raising little kids, we have a purpose to, to be, you know, a parent and to put them on a path that hopefully will allow their soul to, you know, un- unfold and evolve. And that changes as, as we as they grow and we grow through the different ages and stages in our life. One of the other myths that we need to overcome is that most people think of that I've talked to, they think of purpose as a vocation and it isn't always a vocation, yeah. you know? Yeah, it, it, it isn't. It's a way of being. It's a, an expression into the world. And so a lot of people get lost there. Vocation, and, and I'm, I'm very blessed that I get to, use my purpose, love and compassion and understanding, you know, professionally to, to help people. And um, so, but it, but it isn't, it doesn't have to be that for all people. Another myth that people have is people believe they have to find their purpose when in reality we create it. And, and I, and I want people to really get this because if people are looking to find it, they're always looking out there. And I think there's some out there that can be looked at, but first you have to look inside. And, and so if people are just looking to find their purpose, many people will die and never find it because they're looking in the wrong place. The, the fourth myth I want to share is that purpose is not always, it kind of goes back to, you know, the vocation thing, but it's not always what you do, but it's how you do what you do. It's who you're being as you're doing whatever it is you're doing. I mean, many people, you know, they really are in their life purpose, but who they're taking into, and let's say it's a job, a profession, let's say a graphic artist, and they knew they were born to be a graphic artist. And let's say they're doing graphic art for people like you and I to get our mission out into the world. But if they, take, they go into their job that day and they're miserable or they're angry or they're resentful, they're not going to be living their purpose, even though they might be doing design. It's when, when they go into it with that joy and that inspiration, that's what goes into that work and that's their purpose. So the other thing that people need to know to find and fulfill their purpose is um, two key things here. One is follow your fear. We talked about this earlier. It's the GPS of where your soul wants to take you. And the second one is follow, I talked about it earlier, that magnetic pull. Follow what you're drawn towards. And to do this, we need to be able to sense our bodies, our sensory body, you know, to get out of the head, as you talked about, you know, in meditation, that quiet and stillness so those thoughts can fall away, to really get still and feel what we're drawn towards. And in that, you know, you may notice what you notice. I have a silly example. It's off the topic of purpose, but it's a perfect example. It just popped in is that notice what you notice. That's your intuition guiding you, right? Is is that some years ago I had this um, beautiful um, Parsons desk and I just moved to a new home and I wanted um, a console to go with it. And I wanted another Parsons desk. I bought this table many years ago. 
And and I was going to look for it at some point, but kind of forgot about it. And a few days later, I was running errands and going through a part of town I never go in. And all of a sudden, it was like someone turned my head to this um, this thrift shop. And um, and and I knew I was drawn there, like to go there. And I kept driving. My head tried to talk me out of it. And I went, you know what? You know, you teach this stuff. Turn around. I turned around. I went in the store, and I walked in the door. And as I walked in. This table caught me out of the corner of my eye, and it was the exact table I needed. All I needed to do was paint both of the tables to match. That's a good example of notice what you notice. You know, your intuition will help you with anything, your purpose, a table, even, you know, seemingly insignificant things. But those, notice what you notice. That's your higher self. That's your intuition saying, here's a clue. Here's a sign. Yes, I had a very similar um, thing that happened to me just recently, too. And as I've been placing my intentions out in the world to really be goddess, you know, in the world, to do godding, what I call godding. Oh, I love that. Yeah. God's will. And um, I was just placing that intention, and I was sitting and watching one of my favorite television shows, and, and I was just relaxing, and in popped the name of my uh, father of my girlfriend from college, who mm-hmm. I haven't seen in years. I haven't seen him in years, or her even. And I thought to myself, oh, how interesting. Why would I think of him? And then I heard, well, you wanted to do some godding. <laughs> wow. So I wow. So I need to understand, you know, why and what's happened to him. So sure enough, I had called my my girlfriend, and he had recently discovered that he had cancer. Mm. And wrote him, took some time to write him a card, you know, and just to let him know how loved he was and how much I really enjoyed our sharings together and our life and our experiences and they always bring back fond memories. And it really touched his heart, you know, and gave him the opportunity to touch base with me and to rekindle that friendship, which is I really what he, what he needs right now, right now. Mm-hmm. But I also love, I wanted to just share that I loved, um, you know, what you wrote to me about the tree, you know, just as the tree has already been programmed into the acorn, so is our life purpose programmed mm-hmm. within us. And so programmed into the acorn is this beingness. And mm-hmm. the tree is bees, bees more than just trees. The tree has multiple purposes. It has a purpose of bringing shade, of bringing precious mm-hmm. oxygen, of bringing joy, of being, you know, beauty. Yes, symbol of our journey. You know, there's so many things that a tree bees. And so yes. I feel with us too. And, you know, Neil Diamond, uh, Neil Donald Walsh in Conversations with God, God also talks about this, that our purpose is about being. It is not a vocation or a career, mm-hmm. but it is to choose to show up in our vocation or career or in our life because we can be, like for me, I make the conscious um, intent to be 
wisdom and joy and love. Some days it's different. Some days I want to be peace. But for now, that's what I'm here to be. And so I go forth with that intention every day to be that. And days I fall short of that. <laughs> yes. me. Likewise. Forgive the rest, right? Do mm-hmm. your best and forgive the rest. That's my motto. <laughs> oh, say that again. Say it again. I love that. Do your best. Do your best and forgive the rest. Oh, that's great. That is fantastic. That's great to write that yeah. down. Your best is always changing, right? It's an ever-evolving thing from every now. But know that your best is perfect, whole, and complete, always. That's how I feel, as we are perfect, whole, and complete beings in every now, as we recognize our truest expression, as we recognize our gifts as we recognize the joy of our being what we choose because we're here to be choosers and to create through that choosing through that conscious choosing so our, our yeah our next question is very interesting and it is what is truth testing Yes. Well, I know you know it well. So do you know how you can type a question into Google, right? And and up comes options. Well, well, truth testing, also known as muscle testing or applied kinesiology, is a search engine for the soul. It's a way of using your body as a communication device to access higher wisdom or have higher wisdom speak to you. It's also a way to pinpoint unconscious beliefs and memories and blocks and programs that prevent you from moving forward in your life or prevent you from finding your purpose. It's really um, wonderful. You know, when I first started out in my journey to muscle testing came my way because I'm the ultimate answer queen, right? And I think it's actually one of the things my soul has to overcome in this journey. Try <laughs> to retrieve so many answers and then not be able to implement that that wisdom. So we have mm-hmm. to kind of cultivate that awareness of also being the answer because the answer is yes. always in us, but we also have to be that. Yes, absolutely. And Marie, I love what you're saying. And, uh, you know, it's been certainly an evolution for me coming into a greater level of presence and being. And those people who are really, um, I don't even know how to articulate this, fully in their being, they rarely need muscle testing or truth testing because when you're in your being, you know what you know, right? But where truth testing is so valuable is that, you know, we're not always there. And that, you know, 95, even scientists are saying now that 98% of every decision we ever make or thoughts that we make are coming from the unconscious mind. And we think that we're making conscious choices. So truth testing is a way of really finding out what's really going on in that 95 or 98%. You know, think of an iceberg, you know, the tip sticks out of the water, the bigger parts under the water. Well, that's our unconscious. And so truth testing is a way of finding out what's really under the surface of the water. And it's a lot. And so and when, when we, we go ahead, no please. When you access um, through truth testing, are you accessing the higher consciousness? The, you know, I guess it depends on what you intend. It depends on what you intend. Absolutely. I mean, you know, my intention always 
is is to um, access the highest aspect of the person I'm working with, their being, or my own. So I'm always accessing the highest vibration of love and light and wisdom that knows everything. Like, there is an intelligence, Marie. Like, we've been together here like 40 minutes or so. And by the time this is over, we'll have been together about an hour. And in that hour's time, your heart will have beat over 4,000 beats. And so will a mine. And you not once had to tell your heart to beat. And 24 hours from now, you will have beat 97,000 times for you. And a year from today, it will be over 35 million heartbeats. Mind-boggling that you never once have to tell your heart, beat, please, please beat, right? Heart, you better beat. No, there's an intelligence there that's beyond the body. When, when that intelligence leaves the body, the body is no good anymore. It is going down, right? That intelligence is what we tap into with intention, if that's what we intend to, when we are using truth testing. It knows everything you need to know. And it will reveal to you what you need to know. It's very brilliant. And um, I find that it's worked for me in the past, too. And, and of course, with EvoK, it's it's so interesting how sometimes what comes up in the session, and we can talk a little bit about this after some callers, but what comes up in the session is not what you have consciously thought. And That's but right. whatever is needed is brought forth and it can profoundly shift you. It can release energy, you know, blockages, sorrow, pain in the body. That has been just by even accessing a paragraph in a book or that's right. Word, that's right. You know, have some meaning to the inner dimensions. So yeah, I would like to fascinating. Yeah, no, I'm just saying it's it's fascinating. You know, to the conscious mind, it's miraculous, right? It, it really is amazing. Yeah, I want to take a little bit of time to just. Uh, open the line to some callers if you're ready for that. Sure. And I see um, one person with their hand raised. I do want to just say the number again. It's 347-327-9995. And that, of course, is displayed on the um, webpage above the video screen. You do have to dial a 1 to raise your hand so that I know that you have a question. So I'm going to the caller that is the last four digits of 5722. Hold on. Give me just a second to unmute you here. Green is in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. My name is Pastor Don Jr., CEO of the winning team, calling from sunny Las Vegas. It's very early in the morning, and I am so elated. I was trying to be online and not say anything, man, but y'all have so much power. I had to make sure that y'all felt my presence. I love what you said about energy, spirit, and how everything moves. We don't touch the trees. They provide us oxygen, but we give them carbon dioxide every 30 seconds, no matter what. And everything, y'all are really on point. And I hope the winning team called in. I have 300 members, and we just like Leonidas from the 300, and I just want to tell you that information and the knowledge y'all putting out is so priceless. It, we back in the day, uh, I, I'm 39, but back in the day they used to have time capsules, but now the time capsules are these podcasts, and it's left there for future generations. And it's just, 
<laughs> oh my God, y'all just blew my mind today, and I, I just want y'all to know y'all are blessed, y'all are knowing it. Uh, I believe in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. At the same time, I do believe in uh, physics. If I jump in front of a train, I will get ran over. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Most likely you will. Yes. If you say your name is Pastor Bob. No, Pastor Don, D-O-N, Don. Jr., CEO. Yeah, and it um, goes all together. You know, we live in a world where they, everybody got to Google you. And no oh, matter who you are, if they put it in Google and it don't come, oh, nah, he's alive. No. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, exactly. Well, thank you for, for what you just said. Um, I wanted to say what I loved about what you said about the trees is that you're right. We give it carbon, mon- mon- whatever, carbon monoxide. Is that right? Carbon dioxide. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that I love that because – we're an ecological system. We all need each other. The trees need us. We need the trees. We all are doing this together, right? Oh, my God. Y'all are killing it today. I mean, like, the, just the, the, the guests, the topic, the questions, the professionalism. I, I was carrying to a radio station when I was three months. I've been on uh, 350 radio shows. My goal is to be on 1,000 radio networks. And I just, I, I just, it, it, it seldom, it, it's like Jesus walking through the garden and somebody touches his garment. It's like, hey, hold on, somebody didn't touch me. And y'all really touched my spirit today. I need to hear what mm-hmm. you said. And I love what you said about how we create our own destiny. And I thought about it. I really thought about it when you said it. A lot of the problems I had as a kid, a lot of the drugs I did, everything I did wrong, it wasn't me. It was because I got directed wrong. So if mm-hmm. I got directed and say, hey, being broke is great. So if I'm around 40 homeless people and that's what's the thing to do, that's the fact, I'm going to be homeless. But if I yeah. surround myself with successful people or go on radio shows like this and hear the power while I'm watching my daughter, <laughs> you know, I, I, most men don't watch their daughter, but my daughter's with me every day, all day, 24 hours a day. <laughs> I don't trust anybody else with my daughter. So I'm saying all these things to say. Y'all are empowering so many powerful people, man. I got a radio network with 1.5 million listeners, 25 AMF on radio markets. I'm trying to get out of my father's shadow who's a millionaire, but no matter what goes on, I pour in the cup so many days, but nobody pours in my cup. Y'all fill me up, man. Y'all gave I, – I'm never burnt out. I'm never on give up mode. But sometimes and some days you get tired and people don't know how much they impact the six degree of separation theory. We might not know each other, but what y'all said is going to change billions of lives. And when y'all see me on CNN, he was on my radio show two years ago. I remember him. We will remember Power. you, definitely. We we love you and we thank you for coming on the show. Do you have a question for LaRue at yes, all? Yes, I do. I, I have a question. Now, um, and, and, and you, you really talked about a lot of stuff, but one thing I want you to touch on is – how people can impact so many people without knowing. Can you touch on that for our audience? Because this should be a prime situation. Y'all didn't expect me to call. My Twitter people are putting it out there. But it's just being 80% of success is being available. But if you can talk about the spirit of having success, because what you had said prior to was people create their own destiny, but we don't talk about having the spirit to want to be successful. Can you kind of touch on that? Well, so what I heard you say was, you know, how can I touch on how we can we touch so many people, like how one life can impact so many. Is that what you were saying? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's, it's impossible not to. It's, it's like you think about it. If if I just gave birth to my son and I, I never worked with people, I didn't do radio shows, I didn't teach classes. I just gave birth to my son and I raised my son. 
my life is going to impact, it impacted him, and then my son is going to be who he's being in the world, and that's going to have an impact on people, and he's going to either say or do good things or bad things to people, and that's going to have an impact, and those people are going to be impacted by that, and that's that's going to impact other people. It goes on and on and on, so I think it's really important that if we're the originator of what goes on from here on out, we originate as much love and kindness and compassion as possible because that's what gets sent forward. You know, um, what was his name? Oh, my God, the big motivational thing, Zig Ziglar, many years ago, told this story about um, this, this this boss, you know, he had a problem, at, the, the CEO had a problem, and he took it out on his secretary. Or in his sec- I'm going to really mess this up, but the point will come, come across really well. And the secretary, you know, went home and took it out on her kid, and her kid went and kicked the cat. And the mother said, well, why did you kick the cat? And, and, and you know, because – you know, the cat needed kicking. Well, it all happened because the anger started with the boss and it worked its way down all the way to the cat. Mm-hmm. And that's the impact our life has in the positive or the negative. I like to say that we're the ripples, you know, we are the drop in the pond that creates the ripples in the universe. <laughs> so we Love it. be the drop in the pond that creates the miracle ripples or we can choose to be the drop that creates the, you know, contemptuous ripples or the ripples that tear our hearts open. So with every smile that we give to somebody, with every thought of beauty that exists within everything, with every prayer that we send out, not in supplication but in gratitude, with every, um, you know, thought, with every action that is put towards God's love that comes from love and not from fear, we create the ripples that affect time and space and affect Mm. everyone. We don't know how that might affect people, but my words go out on this radio show. People download the podcast. They listen. They share with somebody else, and it goes on and on and on. So us coming into alignment every day as our goal, as our worthy goal, coming into alignment with our spirit, with our hearts, with God, coming into action, into right action and right causation in the universe, sends out the ripples of love. So we have a choice of what kind of ripples we want to leave behind. Amen. Amen. Oh, so powerful. So powerful. Oh, my God, so powerful. Y'all are really... Y'all, you know what makes it so real? Y'all walk it like y'all talk it, and y'all believe 100% what you're saying, because it's right. It's true. It's mm-hmm. not, you can't water it down. You can't add to it. You can't dilute from it. And the best thing about what we're doing, you can't measure it. All you can do is hold on to it when you have a value and a level of value. Yeah, I, I tell people, you know, that truth resonates. And if, if something resonates for you, it's, it's true for you, and to follow that, you know, there's so much in the world that, um, you know, people are a dime a dozen telling us what we should and shouldn't do, but it all comes down to what resonates inside as true for us. There may be things on this, this show today that I've said and Marie said that doesn't resonate with some people, then, then that's not for them, but there might be something else that does or it does for someone else that's worth following. Well, one thing that I can't say y'all y'all really showed me today is that I'm a pastor and I 
sometimes I whine, I complain, but I realize I chose this path. When I was 10 and I got saved and they said, hey, anybody that feels like God and Jesus is real, come on down. I didn't know what I was walking into, you know, and it's not, it, and I'm not a denominational Christian, meaning where I'm, I'm set, okay, I'm Pastor Solid or Baptist or whatever. No, I believe that the word, you know, and everything that y'all are saying is not just about life. Y'all talking for millions of years now, man. <laughs> I'm so thankful that, that that I came to this platform today, and I got uh, sort of chosen knowledge. I got my godson in the building. They on the other line. These are the people that I support. Mm-hmm. I, I, I promote their projects. I help them. But even when I'm down and I can't even think about liking my wife, they say, hey, you better get back in there. <laughs> you been beat down. Yeah, she, she called you everything other but a child of God, but she gave you the only baby, the only baby that you really love. Not that I don't love my son, but my first my first life, she took me away from me. This time, I got all power. So I'm over my daughter every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Y'all are just so, like, y'all so empowering. You just, I, I, I'm speechless. I'm sorry. I got it. Oh, well, you yeah. are too. And thank you for being the blessing for us today, on the line and bearing out in the world and doing your godding out in the world because. It really does help, and it does help you as well to be your life purpose. This is your time. So take care and namaste and uh, go in peace. So um, I don't see other, any other hands held up. Again, if you want to ask a question, you can, or even just make a statement or share something, you can certainly raise your hand by dialing one right now. For now, uh, LaRue, I know you have a free gift for everyone, and I'd like you to share what that is about and how to access it. Yes, beautiful. Thank you. I do. Back in the summer, um, this summer, I was inspired to write a purpose guide called Your Essential Purpose, and it's free. You can you can get it at youressentialpurposeguide.com, or I believe you even have a link on here on the page. Um, where you can just download it. You're going to love this book. Um, I've gotten amazing feedback from it. There are three exercises in there. And the one I really want to talk about is, um, I talked about earlier, you know, when you were asking me, you know, why and how do we find, you know, our purpose, these clues, and that if you look back through the circumstances and the events of our lives, there's an exercise called your unfolding purpose on page 30. And that's going to help you with that. I've had several people since they've worked that exercise say that they realized they've been living their purpose all along, that it had changed. Some, one woman said from decade to decade, it was so interesting. It was almost like a new decade of her life. There was a, a whole new external purpose evolving, but their inner purpose stayed the same. So I think you're going to love that. Also in the book is a link to a meditation called the Soul Star Meditation that people just rave about where it helps them you connect to the wisdom of your soul you can use it as a, there's a 15 minute one the 30 minute one a 15 minute one you can use daily a 30 minute one is a more intensive one that takes you into your soul's wisdom and can help you elicit the wisdom of your soul to find your purpose um yeah i think that's about it um anything else i should say about that marie that maybe i'm not thinking of 
No, actually, I worked through it as well. The, the book was wonderful, and it had some tidbits for me. I haven't actually listened to the meditations yet, but you prompted me to go back there and, and do those because I like to have different meditations and try different things too. So the soul star, of course, is very interesting. It is our way to access our higher consciousness, so I'm, I look forward to meditating in that. I do have one more person who raised their hand, so I'm going to go ahead and open that line up and see um, what question they have. It's 2449, or the last four digits of the four of the number. Hello? Hey, yeah, this is uh, Sir Chosen in the building. I'm representing uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast, and I'd like to send a shout-out to Pastor Don, Jr., CEO, and the winning team. Uh, thanks for having me on your show. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Do you have a question? Um, I really didn't have a question so much as uh, just to add to the uh, the energy of the show. Um, I really didn't yeah. know what the show was about. Um, Pastor Don always texts us and lets us know when he's on a new uh, show so we can get on and, and kind of make some comments. But I, I noticed you guys were talking about energy and uh, living your life's purpose. And, um, you know, I've, I've been on a similar path. I think 2017 has been real pinnacle for me in accepting my life's purpose. Um, I think in 2002 I was in film school and I had an idea for a film that I started researching and doing a whole bunch of just soul searching. And in doing so, I, I noticed that it, it seemed more like it wasn't a movie and it was like my my inner self had seen my life as it was going to unfold as I started doing the research. And um, actually, if, I think October 5th, I did an ayahuasca ceremony in Amsterdam, and it took me to my center of myself, mm -hmm. and it showed me everything I had done in my life that wasn't right. And the, the intent I had whenever I went into the ceremony was to find out how to heal my body um, from pain and just from, you know, just little minor aches that I had. And the, at my center, it told me if, something really simple. It was like, if you want to correct it, then you have to right every wrong that is weighing on your spirit. And I was like, oh, that seems pretty simple, but it, but it's really big in magnitude and, and what it amounted to because I had to go and tell people that I was sorry for participating in, in negative things that happened in my life that I may have not been necessarily totally to blame for, but I, I can't take their responsibility for them being sorry. I had to just, I had to do my part. And in realizing that my my entire body and my entire spirit felt so light and so relieved <laughs> of the burden and the stress of of holding on to things that I didn't even know I was holding on to, um, another incident happened. I've been to Amsterdam three times this year, which I call like a, a kind of was like a soul journey. And on the second time I went, I was actually bringing my friend there because I, the first time I went, I told her how, how amazing that place was. And she was like, well, I'd like to experience it. So we went. And then on our way back, um, I sat next to a guy from Italy who was reading a book called uh, The Reconnection by Eric Pearl, Re uh, Reconnect oh. Yourself, Heal Yourself, and Heal Others. I don't mm -hmm. know if you guys are familiar with that book. Yes. Oh, you are? Okay. So. Um, I ended up buying the book. I read it, and 
the like the story this guy has is so similar to the things that happened to me after I started doing the research, even down to the Moldavite. I don't know if you read the book, but he talks about Moldavite, which is, you know, like a, a stone um, from a meteor or whatever. So anyway, I went to L.A. I had a reconnection done, and that was amazing. I mean, it that brought me to my center, and, you know, this whole year has been about me stepping up and being the, the spiritual individual that I was placed here to be. Uh, that's really all I just wanted to add to the uh, the broadcast. I can definitely feel that you had a, a heart awakening in that process, and, oh, and yeah. I'm very grateful to have you here and sharing that experience that really when you go seeking, ye shall find. It is the truth. Mm-hmm. Truth. This is truth. Always. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's that's actually the statement uh, part, but that's actually the statement that prompted me to do the research. Uh, I read Proverbs. Uh, something guided me to Proverbs uh, in 2002, and after I read Proverbs, it it to me it was like seek knowledge, understanding, and wisdom, and all else will be added unto you. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Is there anything that you wanted to share with him, LaRue? Well, I did want to say I thought you you made a, a very good point that, um, you know, of, of releasing the things that have been laying on your spirit, the things you've done that, that, are, that are wrong, because they can weigh us down. We may not even realize it until we make it right. And when we do, then there's energy that's returned to us, you know. You know, in um, in the twelve step program, one of the things they do is they have you make an inventory and and make amends with people that you've harmed or hurt in, in your life. And um, I've I've never done the twelve step program, but I'm familiar with it because I have many clients that have. And I've done you know amends in my life, and occasionally, um, even just this morning, I had another one pop up from years ago. I went, oh, you know what? I need to reach out to that person and I need to apologize. And I need to tell that person how I'm changed and how I would never do that again. And, and and it just came today because I think that, you know, as we heal, we're ever, ever evolving and unfolding. And and more and more memories will come that we need to, from the past, things we need to clean up so that we can return more of that energy to to our being to be more of who God put us here on this earth to be. Thank you so much yes. for... I really do appreciate it, and you remember every day that you are the blessing. We are all the blessing. We are all equals, and in really God's eyes, there is no wrong. We can do no wrong. You know, I read that right. in, in, a, in so many NDE experiences, near-death experiences of people coming back with, with the messages from beyond the veil that we really can do no wrong. The tree, the acorn, has the wrongness in it. <laughs> it's programmed. It is just programmed to be what it's meant to be. And so are we. Mm-hmm. You know, that is the truth for us to reveal. So I want, I'm going to go ahead and close, mute you back, and thank you again for coming on the line. I really do appreciate you sharing your stories. It helps so much for other okay, people. Okay, thank you. So, LaRue, we're going to be closing soon. I do want to just make a little bit of an announcement of our next show, of Johnny Tan's next show. He's the producer of my show. 
And on November 14th, he will have guest Douglas Knoll. Douglas is an award-winning author and a teacher and a trainer, a highly experienced meditator and co-founder of the Prison of Peace Project. Douglas and Johnny will be having a conversation about his latest highly anticipated book, De-Escalate, How to Calm an Angry Person in 90 Seconds or Less. So for additional information about the show and, and any future shows, you can go to fmmktalkradio.com. The webpage there, um, you, can, you can find the next show is coming up. And we could all you know, probably grow from that show. I know that we all encounter angry people in our lives. And definitely in, in my life, I have had a lot of that. So that's a very interesting thing. I always feel myself, and you probably do too, that when we presence ourselves in our heart, that anger seems to dissipate. And so if you can hold your space and be the eye of the hurricane, so to speak, really holding that space of God's love and knowing of their wholeness and just honoring their emotions, I feel that calm and anger can dissipate very quickly. And, LaRue, I do want to take some time for you to just tell a little bit, too, about if you want to share a little bit about how to connect with you and your book, too, your your beautiful book about intuition before we close. Yes. Um, yeah, so several years ago, a friend of mine, Vanessa Wesley, and I wrote a book called Your, Esten- um, Your Essential Whisper and Six Distinct Ways to Recognize Trust and Follow Your Inner Guidance with Absolute Certainty. It's a wonderful book that helps people really tune in, be able to recognize their inner voice. And you can get it for free on my website at larueepler.com, L-A-R-U-E-E-P-P-L-E-R, larueepler.com. Or you can get it on Amazon. It's available on Amazon um, in the U.S., in the U.K., maybe even in Australia. I'm not sure. I'm, sh- I'm probably English-speaking countries, but for sure the U.S. and the U.K., Yeah, and if you want to reach out to me, you can just go to my website and hit contact me button and send me a message and I'll get back with you. And again, that's LaRueEppler.com. So thank you for that, Marie. And also, LaRue, we didn't really get a chance to discuss, we have a few more minutes, to discuss Evocate. Is there anything that you want to share about this life-changing process and how people can um, get in touch with you about that as well? Yeah, I used to have a um, a free audio on my website, and um, when I changed my, my web, I created a new website this year, somehow I didn't get back on there. So if you're interested in a free audio on how you can learn how to truth test yourself or muscle test, maybe um, a language or um, a description you're used to hearing, send, go to, again to LaRueEpler.com, hit the contact me button, and just put a note in there that you'd like me to send you the audio on how to truth test yourself, and I will pop that in in. Um, an email to you so that you can have that. Um, that has been downloaded thousands of times over the years. People absolutely love it. So, um, and I'd love to share the technology, you know, with you. It's it's very 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 powerful. I was telling, I was at a conference um, um, a couple of weeks ago, and I was um, telling a, a friend um, that I was um, having to rush to get there. I left a little bit late, and. I did a truth test. Will I be able to speed safely and arrive without a ticket? And, and, and it said, no. And, and so I said, okay, well, you know, what time should I slow down? 
I wasn't speeding horribly, but I was speeding. And it said, um, you know, 8.03. And so at 8.03, I slowed down to the speed limit. I topped the hill and there was a policeman just waiting. So it, it prevented me from a ticket. You know, it was that's, that's some of the silly things. But, you know, hey, life is filled with a lot of little mundane, silly things. And um, uh, I tend to use it for, for bigger things. But that was essential. And um, I guess my soul thought it was essentially way it kept me from getting a ticket. So it was kind of the fun, fun way of using it. So, you know, grab the audio. Just go to LaRueEppler.com, contact me and say you want that truth testing audio and I'll send it to you. And that was brilliant that you even knew to ask the question. So in some way you knew, you know, that you needed to muscle test for that too. Yeah, it's it's funny. Bart, whom you know, the man in my life, he, you know, he tells people this is her way of life. This is what she does for, for everything. I remember I was in the U.K., they're teaching, and um, my promoter was taking me um, to, to Heathrow or, I don't know, Gatwick, I can't remember which one, to return back to the States. And we could either go right or left, and we were having to decide this really quick, and he wanted to drop me at the right terminal. I just tested right there in the car, and it said, you know, I don't remember, go left or whatever. And it just it, we, we took that road, and we had seconds to make that decision, and there's ways to tune into that. It's so practical. I never buy a plane ticket without asking, you know, the safest um, safest, you know, most affordable flight with the best seat. You know, I, I put some intentions around it and I always get great flights. And I just, I don't travel without testing. When to, te- when to go, where to stay. It's wonderful. It's brilliant. I really do. I really, I really have learned a lot from you throughout my life. And you have such joy in this craft. You really do. And like I said, you're the queen. You're the queen of giving too. You have such a purpose-loving energy that surrounds people and helps them and guides them with just such effortless, effortlessness. Mm. Thank you. And I always feel so loved and appreciated every time I leave your presence. I really do. And that's God working through you. It really is. So mm. thank you so much for being here today and for sharing your wisdom, you know, on life purpose and what what we give direction to in life too, what we put our focus on will always grow. Mm-hmm. We'll always grow inside the laws of this universe. We know that. But when we do it with compassion, when we do it with passion, and when we do it with joy, it's just exponential how it flows out into the universe and comes back to you you know, in multitude as well. So I yeah. wish you abundance from this show back to you. And um, may it come in all the forms that you desire. So thank mm. you for the day, LaRue. Well, and thank you for the opportunity. It's been my joy and honor, truly. You're so welcome. So I just want to thank all the listeners as well who are on today and all the the angels who gathered around, I always call forth the angels. The angels purpose has been here with us. And they just want a big shout out to us. Yes, we are the acorn. We are the acorn. We just have to be our love. We just have to be it in this dimension and go forth and be prosperity too. Be prosperous in your heart. Be prosperous in life. We go in peace, they're saying, and we say this with good love in our hearts for humanity that all is one, and all have come together in one, in the clear knowing of God. May God touch your lives today, and may you share it with 
joy and with his love and his integrity. Go in peace. Namaste to everyone. Goodbye.